Hey everyone, this is Christy, Soul Magazine's assistant editor, and welcome to episode 53 of In the Spray Room, our podcast where we talk to some of the best and brightest artists working on the streets today. For our daily online content, check us out on soulmagny.com, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at soulmag. And In the Spray Room can be found on all major podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and through Amazon Alexa. Today's crew consists of myself, Bike Girl. Hello. And Brooklyn's own, Big Ronnie. It's hot. How hot? It's hot. <laughs> Before we introduce today's special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. It's hot. We didn't leave the house all day yesterday. And I'm not sure we're going out today. Thank you for coming to Bay Ridge. Thank you for everybody listening. Thank you for traveling in this heat. Thank, thank you. you for having AC. Yeah, well, oh, thank you. That was yes. the least we could do. Thank you for having watermelon thank and water. Thank you to my mother for the big piece of watermelon. That was very yummy. But here we are. It is summer. These are the dog days. And it's hot out there. What happens in the streets when it gets hot, everybody? Tempers flare up. They go over each other. Shit happens. We're going to talk about it today. There was a blow up in New York this week. A couple of artists got into it. And it makes me want to talk about why. Makes me want to talk about what the rules are. So we wanted to have someone that was currently getting up and had some opinions about life, liberty, love, and art. And today's special guest is the homie Antenna. What's up? How are you, brother? Really good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. So b before we get into it, let's tell the listeners a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do uh, besides being the uh, street art embodiment of Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so just about me, um, people might already know just from some of my accent. Um, from New Orleans, I grew up in New Orleans East in the Ninth Ward. Um, I... Probably I was in a band for a while down there. I've always been kind of creative. I started drawing flyers for that band. Uh, I moved up here in 2012. Um, I started doing 228s after I saw Zero Pro show up on the news with Free Art Friday. Um, and then after that, I'd have to be, um, you know, guilty pleasure and say I saw what Shepard uh, Fair was doing on the, on the documentary on Hulu. And I was like, that's what I need to do next. And that was kind of where I started doing the pacing. So it was more of you you already were artistic, you had your outlet, you were creating, and here's a new here's a new platform. To me, I was exposed to art in my um how I grew up. I had Sunday funnies, I had Saturday morning cartoons. Not for free, but it was practically exposed to me. I, I was exposed to it for free. So I, I got to see this just by passing in the paper. So I felt that was I should have caught on earlier that that was the best way to have free advertisement that was available for someone to have this moment that I had where you see this art for the first time and you're like, I can do that too. And there's a way that people can see it without me having to go through all these outlets and um, you know, third parties. See, and it's interesting, Christy, in business, there's always risk. What if customers don't buy your product? What if this ad campaign doesn't go well? What if the customer's mm -hmm. not happy? What if, what if, what if, what if? The risk on the street is different. Mm. The risk on the street isn't, hey, is there going to be a hater that doesn't like my stuff? The risk is, am I going to go to jail for putting this up? <laughs> so I think, I think a yeah, lot of... Yeah, because you need the haters. Well, no, Wait, no. It's illegal. The only way you can go through life without haters is to do nothing. 
As soon as you do something, someone will not like it. This is inevitable. Oh, yeah. Inevitable. But on the street, I think you almost need the haters to build a reputation up because people start to respect you more when you've got haters. It's like a Howard Stern effect. Yeah. 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 It really is in a way on the street. I see it all the time with some of the best artists. But now let's talk about, and I'm going to throw somebody out there. I don't even know if you know her, but Mm. look look at what Melissa Lynn Leo is doing on the street today. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah Lynn Leo, forgive yeah. me. Oh, I got oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Sarah yeah. Lynn Leo. Brilliant. I, from the first time I saw her stuff, oh. I loved it. I liked, mm-hmm. totally. I, I liked her Total style. Connection. I liked where she put her pieces. Mm-hmm. I liked how self-effacing they were. I, 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 I thoughtful. I, I can speak for her. They're therapeutic. There, there's, <laughs> there's no chance that it isn't when you get that type of work out of you. So, what do you what do you like out there? What are some of the what are some of the cool things going on that you think? Oh, that person knows what they're doing. They're onto a little something. Um, well, I guess far be it for me to say anybody knows what they're doing or not, because, I mean, there's so many different ways um, to be... How about stuff you dig? How about that? <laughs> I know, stuff? you see me steering away from... I mean, I'm an illustrator by heart. I like doing the street art thing to get it out there, but I'm an illustrator by heart. I like watching people draw. I like watching the process, like the creative process. So when I see things like that... Like her work, um, Sarah Lynn Lee. Is that how you say it? Her mm-hmm. Sarah okay. Lynn Lee. I'm bad at every name. Um, but yeah, that stuff. Um, I've seen people like, uh, you know, Marzipan Physics uh, draw. And, I, and that, I, that catches my eye when I see people putting in the work that you see them drawing this picture, you know, and it's like, well, it might take them 10 minutes to do that, but that took them 20 years to get that good at Maybe crafting more. that. Look yeah. at Bunny M. Yeah. Lopey. Yes. All yeah. the City Kitty, all yeah. the people that put City Kitty is real, real hand yeah. mm-hmm. done work on yes. the street, not just a print. And there's prints, and, and yeah. there's yeah. a place for it. We paste and we get it. But yeah. that I, uh, I obviously, obviously have a, a, an affinity for the hand drawn stuff. So, just yeah. a quick origin question: sure. Are you classically trained, or are you self taught? Self taught. I, um, I, I was speaking about this just yesterday, but I told somebody the best class I ever took was a figure drawing class. I took one class at Noka in New Orleans in Uptown. That class was a month long. I didn't realize what I'd learned until maybe a month after when I realized that there was a process to follow. And, you know, again, speaking about rules and such, it wasn't so much a rules, but it was a guidelines. It's like, no, this is like this. You don't get to make a decision so much about if you want to have this be looking like an actual human being. There's the right so there was a process involved. in the right direction. Yeah. And it was a discipline to me that maybe I hadn't had, you know. And then, like, when I saw that, I'm like, if I stick to the process, it works. And then I can go nuts after I know that. That's well, how I felt. It's, 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 it's foundational stuff. Yes. It's not it's not a how to, it's more of the 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 understanding of the the relation of what you work on. Right. And I'm very stubborn and as when I go into art classes at UNO, which wasn't a good program, sorry. Um <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't listen. To this. Um yeah, but like when I, I went they to they do this, listen. Maybe yeah, they make it better. Well, maybe I hope they do. Yeah. yeah, so I go to UNO and I go to these art classes and you know, the people know what they're doing and stuff, but I don't want to be told what to do. You know, yeah. and I'm very stubborn like that. I'm like, I want to learn this on my own. I think that's a creative tendency. Most people are yeah. willing to be starving artists because people aren't telling them what to do. Thank you. I agree. Because <laughs> I think that's what happened. When I came to um, do this, you know, Rotanix, he like brings me in, introduced me to most people. I'm like, here's all the people I've been looking for in New York all these years, you know, and I, here they are all here. They're my age. They could have, if they, you know, really wanted to have been graphic artists, graphic design. I quit graphic design school. I hated it because I didn't want anybody telling me what to do. You know, I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. That's me. 
you know. <laughs> you would have been the dude that hid the boobs in like the Mickey Mouse uh, animation or something, yeah. right? <laughs> like I wouldn't have done it, but I respected. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you the know end, the guys yeah. that didn't like the old animators. Well, yeah. They had their way of getting over the boredom because they oh, would yeah. hide little things. So. Yeah, because <laughs> they were mad at the corporation. Yeah, you do know? You, exactly. Do you think being a part of the New York City street art uh, culture is more artistically for fulfilling for you, or it, it um, you know, influences you more? Yeah, and, and, I, and pushes you more. Yes, because that's why I moved to New York. You know, by nature, I'm a very you know like competitive. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but but like by nature, you wouldn't think I would move to New York because I don't like the noise. Mm-hmm. It's too much. There's too many people. You know, everything everybody says about New York, they hate. It affects me like on this deep level. So you would think I'd be like, I don't have to move there. But then, yeah, the competitiveness, the the that's where. When I get dropped into that groove, I would come on vacations here and I'd feel it. And mm-hmm. I'd just be like, this is a go. You know, like I'd feel, you could probably tell I'm talking about it. Like <laughs> the city yeah. is, it's, by, it's a living creature. Exactly. But like the, exactly, the yeah. street art in, scene mm-hmm. in New York as opposed to in uh, New Orleans. Like is it, you know, um, in New York it's like territorial. How is yes. it different? In New Orleans, it's, I mean, I'm sure from nature, I didn't do any of this down there. Maybe I had started to do a stencil down there, never let it happen. But down there, crime's a little different. So if you want to go see that stuff back in the, the 80s, or I guess here too, but like mm-hmm. the, even the 90s and early 2000s, you know, like you probably wouldn't have went to you some of the places to, the to see it. Where it now was. you can go see those places that you, are like well, you would have seen the same, you would have said the same thing. I can't imagine telling someone 20 years ago to go to Brownsville to see graffiti. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and nor, they would have Why? What? <laughs> yeah. There was nobody to see it because yeah. the only people that were going to see it were the people that lived in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, and like they already knew what you could do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Now, we were talking a little bit before we started the interview today, and you were talking about some of the ways that you stay out of trouble on the street. Mm. So, you know, everybody <laughs> oh, has yeah, their some own... vandal tricks well, for not, us. Yeah, you know, the, the, just a little mm. uh, the how-to for the younger generation, because not mm. everybody wants controversy on the on the street. Not everybody is trying to claim a spot or a doorway or an alley or things like that every you know some people <laughs> or are just get trying arrested to, yeah some people are just it. trying to get their work up so how do you how do you straddle that line between oh i'm a vandal obviously i'm putting stuff up but i don't really want to piss off everybody else um to me i live by you know a code i might get butthurt about it sometimes because it does happen but you know, uh, I, as I was, you know, we were talking about it earlier, you know, and I, I, I'm never going to cover anybody's piece. And I know I pissed off maybe one or two people, but it was totally by accident. It's not in my nature to deliberately do that because I know I wouldn't want it done to me. Also, you know, same breath. Understand it's ephemeral and, and you know, some people, that's a thing that's alluring to be so bold, you know, to just go, go do that. To me, that's not why I'm doing it. I love the art and I like to... Be, you know, you'll be seeing my piece by itself more than you'd see it covering or ensconcing. I have somebody noticed else's that. Work. Yeah, I've no, I don't, yeah. can't. I don't really remember ever seeing you blatantly on top of anybody. To I be honest, and I can say that I can't say that about. You can only say that about a few oh, based artists. To be honest, yeah. I mean, sometimes you see it very. And even with most yeah. of these guys, I mean, I know a lot of these guys, and they don't necessarily do it on purpose, but it happens. It's the middle of the night. In the in it's the, in dark. The act, right. It's in the moment. The adrenaline's pumping. This is how I came into a, you know an incident that I you know I felt terrible about, but at the same point in time, I wasn't going to be like bullied about it because 
what are we all doing, right? Like, we're all doing the same thing, right? The same shit. Well, and yeah, like, and plus, you know you're hated by the graph guys anyway, so there's that. Yeah, and it's like, what are you going to say? Like, well, uh, call the police then. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> now, we had, um, we had spoken with Zimad at last year's <laughs> Welling Court, and he basically went through the, 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 the hierarchy of what you do on the street between tags all the way up to big burners and stuff like that. Mm. And he said, it's perfectly okay to cover another person's piece as long as you completely cover them. As long as there is no remnant, Hmm. nothing sticking out. If you leave a little piece sticking out, that's on purpose and that's disrespectful. Really? So that's news to me? Very much so in the graph world. Now, now, Zimad's OG as it gets. Hmm. And if if those were the older rules from the street, that still kind of makes sense to me. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it does when you say it. You're going to cover me, erase me. Put your stuff. You have to go bigger because than what I did. Because somebody's gonna see who you covered, yeah. right? And then uh, yeah. that's intentionally disrespectful. And that person, no unless you planned it, that person didn't choose to collaborate with you. And a right. collaboration is by choice, unless right. they're ingenious and everybody gets it. Like the guy yeah. that puts googly eyes. Oh, on street everybody. googly. Oh, What's yeah, up, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's seriously, that's that. ingenious. You don't mind <laughs> if he comes up on you, right? Because if he were to put googly eyes on one of your subway monsters, you probably wouldn't be offended. Well, I had somebody make a little, I don't know what you call it, shit, the animation thing where I learned it when I was doing in school, but they took my ATST and like made it walk off the wall and start oh, doing this sweet. crazy dancing. I was the coolest thing I ever seen. I was oh, like, we have to talk honor. about that image too, by the way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I will I have to say that. the yeah. reason why is that's another one of my favorite images on the street because you hit the one thing George Lucas got wrong in Star Wars. And what's that? <laughs> if it were accurate, there would have been graffiti all over Mos Eisley because there was a rebellion going on and nowhere in I the agree. history of man <laughs> have we not marked things when we're at war and when rebellion. You're right. You're right. You're there right. There would have been your your walker is exactly the way it would have really worked in any real world. Well, then that was my idea with it because yeah. it was I like... I that. I like, you should send that. I wish yeah. George Lucas... I, I've tagged him before. Because really? someday I'd love for him to see that because I've always said that's the one thing he got wrong in Star Wars. I, I sent it to Mark Hamill one time and I was like, you know... It has the fuck. It says fuck on it, or you know, and it says fuck of some certain president. And I was like, <laughs> he's probably not gonna, you know, put put this out there because it's so like. Oh deliberate. no, he goes and, down on that. too. Well, that's what yeah. I was hoping. Yeah, I was like, let me send it to him anyway, just see what he thinks, you know? Because it's just a, I like that the background characters, you know, like I could have picked the Millennium Falcon and all stuff, but I was like, no, that's the one I know. No, no, the no. One and that's back. the one that would have been covered by graffiti because the rebels would have tagged the crap. And they out were in numbers. It. Yeah. yeah. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Come on, that's the Star that's Wars it. quote. That's it. Exactly. Okay, okay. That's <laughs> Mos Eisley. Mos Eisley. When, that's when they're looking over, over the, the ridge. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, so <laughs> back to the streets. Yeah, it's yeah. the Wild West out there. We mm. get it. Who do you pick people to spot jockey with? Who do you find some people that, hey, I like when they're up. I go next to them. They go next to me. We don't know each other. Who's somebody out there that you, you paste up next to that you'd like to meet? Huh. Yeah. Like I mean, as far as, like, who I like when I show up in a picture with. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good and way of putting not, it. Yeah. And it's that's not a really necessarily, good way of putting it. Who are you in the frame with? Right. And it's not necessarily, and I'll say it both ways, it's not necessarily that I like or dislike or, you know, whatever. But when I see somebody saw that it's like Phoebe New York or somebody put me next to Phoebe the other day. And it's like, you know, uh, I 
I like her. She nailed it. She's a yeah. marketing genius with her stuff, and she nailed it. And and to be next to her and somebody say, "Hey, that's Antenna," and it, that's one that I think is really cool when I see that. Oh, yeah. Or she's a city kitty because I got a voice the for a, a total new generation. She could take that. She, she could market could it into be, books and everything yeah, so quickly. And, and it's all in. She's like Carrie the words from and Sex and the City and Kathy. Oh, see, I don't know for the, the new, new girls. <laughs> <laughs> when you agree the that she's kind of like kind of like a Carrie for another generation. <laughs> In a way, she nailed what, yeah, what so people. She exactly. She yeah. nailed what people wanted to see in this moment, in this time. And I love it's yeah. a roller coaster. You never know. She's moody. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love that. She's another one where she keeps the theme but changes the art. Yeah, yeah. I like that most of her stuff is eye level. That was another thing I picked up from it's watching. A, it's yeah, a big, that's, it's a big I've never deal. noticed. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's it's a big deal. I've never mm-hmm. noticed that. That's yeah. I, I picked it up from her too because you know you see the base pose people do and stuff like that, but you see her where um, you know you're gonna see it. And I thought of it in terms of when I do cartoony things like Rosie or something like that. I want a child to see it, so I'm gonna put it at child's eye level for ah. me. You know, I want them to see it like I saw, and like I said earlier, and just be like, hey. I can see this. This is for me, you know. Yeah. So what is what does 2019 look like in the uh, the antenna roadmap? What's what's coming? More of the same? Something fun? Well, honestly, um, I I guess just with every growth from being up here, I, I think you asked about the New York thing earlier. Being here, my art grew in leaps and bounds, and um, I started to notice after certain things like the train, I started to develop. And what I guess I call like a New York vibe to art. And it was just this essence that I saw and I can't even describe it. Maybe it would just take me too long. But when the train, it was like, I see as a child, this scary, scary thing coming through this tube at me with these lights. And it looks like eyes and a face. And... It's petrifying see, and I when you see don't it know as the an knowledge. average Monday morning. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And that's the thing you take right. for granted. And so, like, I guess I just I had such a vivid imagination always that, like, even at, you know, I'm not going to say my age, but even at this age, I'm like, well, I still see that, you know. And so I wanted to, like, say, like, that's what I see. Nobody else, even if they said that, has done it, you know. And so I think, like, for 2019, I redid a new version of the train because I got better at drawing. Um and then I'm actually starting to spray, um, you know, very in, in infancy, but I just got a gate in bed style that I'm really excited about. I drew up a mock thing for it. And I'm like, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, not paying me. I don't care. I was like, I don't want you to, I don't need your materials or anything like that. I need a portfolio to bring practice. somewhere. Yeah. So that's what 2019, I wanted well, to get. Well, if you practice on a gate, yeah. you'll be able to paint just about anything. That's how I felt too. And, you know, I was, I went to LA and did just a throw a piece or a couple I did just to get the experience and I said I want to do three murals this year I did one at PS9 uh, thanks to Jeff over there and um yeah I was able to do the ants and then I did the the praying mantis and you know so I kind of got like two through right now going and I'm like if I do this gate that'll be three and I have the rest of the year to go see I I love the New York stuff you do obviously the trains but the bugs I mean if you're a New Yorker just there's bugs everywhere it is what it is we may as well live in the country there's so many bugs in New York City yes and I really, really love your, I don't know the guy's name, hopefully you do, the guy who carries the Oscar the Grouch can. Bruno. Is that his name? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Bruno. I love those. Again, yes. yeah. I, when, I, when I would watch things like Sesame Street or um, Disney movies or anything like that when I was a kid, even Mr. Rogers, you know, you saw me do the King Friday piece. I, 
I like the background characters because someone spent time on those so much that they weren't even the focal point of whatever was going on. So, you know, the ATST, Bruno, what you saw maybe like 20 times in my life on yeah. Sesame Street, he wasn't a character at all. So, but, but you know him when you see him, like, oh, yeah, it's a guy that they took oh, yeah. him out the show for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy, like, to, you know, see people resonate with it. Because some people, I'm sure, just like, that's just a New Yorker dude carrying a trash can, you know, but then somebody when it clicks in their head, they're like, I know that guy. Oh, but Sesame Street is kind of New York, though, because it's well, yeah, been Astoria. filmed in New York yeah. and Astoria forever. Mm. Yeah. And when I was, a, when, you know, I remember when it first came on, it was so obvious they were telling a story of, story of a New York neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know how to put it any other way, but the right. on Sesame Street is, yeah, it's Brown's Shows. And even the people in the neighborhood exactly. down to the guy at the bodega. I mean, come on, it's right. Sesame Street. And that was the New cool York. thing. Because, yeah, because that... And then in my older age, it was Seinfeld, and I'm living in New Orleans where things were, and maybe I was in and out of the suburbs at the time, or I lived uptown in the mid-city, and then I saw New York, and I didn't, I was like, is that just for TV, or is that always how it is there? And then you move up here, and you see it even transcends time, and it's, that is what it's like when you see a summer day, or the, the hydrant open, like, we didn't have that in New Orleans, you know, like, it almost seemed not real, you know, until you saw it happen in real life, you know? So what was what was your upbringing like? Was were you uh, was it multi ethnic or were you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, to me, when I think about it now, well, it was. You wasn't, said you grew up in the Ninth Ward. Yeah, I grew That's up in the interesting Ninth Ward, North East. Yeah, and even back then, though. But I mean, this is '76, so yeah. oh, I guess I just told my age. But I guess um, <laughs> you know, at the time, that wasn't a concern because uh, you know everyone was the same and you had the same struggles. I grew up poor. And it wasn't a color race thing. It was just no, you grew I bet up everybody poor, was poor. And you lived. Everybody yeah. understood how each other lived. And so, like during that time, it was like, well, um, you saw it change to where it became unsafe. And again, it wasn't about anything else; just being unsafe yeah. opportunities and it's hot as hell. And then, so yeah, so then, like um, you know, had to move out of that area and I, and, and then just kind of dip back into it. But like seeing it evolve like that. Yeah, it, it, my growing up was more like understanding New Orleans just from living there with no attention to it. And why the hell would anybody want to come here? You know, it's, and then like to see it go into New Brooklyn, you know, status mm. is yeah. crazy. So, my, yeah, as far as like, I guess to say enough about my upbringing just concisely was, yeah, it's like I grew up poor. I only knew how to live poor. So when I moved here and I knew I was going to be poor, I was cool with it. Because I knew how to do it. I could stretch a dollar long. If you give me a thousand dollars, I don't know what to do with that. You know, like, <laughs> blow it. Like, give me a dollar, I'll make that last like five days. <laughs> well, prices, New York, and uh, artists usually don't have a yeah. great time yeah. together. Right. right. And so, for to me to to move here, and in my head, you know, I'm thinking in my, you know, uh, this is eight years ago now. I'm like. I'll move to New York. My art's good. I'll get a job, blah, blah, blah. I'll be standing on a roof and smoking a cigar. And then, like, you know, that's what every... Yeah. And that's what... And I realize that's what everybody thinks when they live in. They, they, they come here and they're like, I'm a lawyer. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the best lawyer. But And then you just realize, like, it's so different. There's 900 best lawyers on the block. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And there's also yeah. artists. And it's yeah. like, But then it gets in your else. blood and you don't want to let it go. That too. You can't find it anywhere else. Well, once you pick up the New York hustle, it stays with you. Right. A lot of people get hustled by New York every day. I, mm. I put it in one of my pieces. I say, if, to live in New York, New York kicks you in the dick every single day. Yes. And you have to expect it. And you have to say, thank you. Yeah. And, and, and be, <laughs> be, grateful. Well, be grateful it wasn't as bad as it could right. have been. Lucky it was just that. Because right next to you... <laughs> 
the New York kick someone else in the dick way worse than yeah. you today. Oh, you might yeah. see that happen. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I think I think New York is is kind of the great equalizer when it comes to anyone. Uh, talent notwithstanding, frankly, because mm-hmm. your, your talent and your ability and your product are just half the equation here. Mm-hmm. It's it's how you get right. along. It's how you get from downtown to uptown and walk into a meeting and look exactly. like you just didn't <clears throat> die to get there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Exactly. And like that's <clears throat> the thing. Like I saw how it was here. I'm like, you're right. It's like an entity that you have to really get used to. And, and you hate it sometimes and you like it. You know, you can't find it anywhere else. But you adjust <clears throat> and you adjust so much that like yeah you start realizing other things like well i don't oh, have to be like the best a child artist. because if mm-hmm. anybody else from the rest of the world hates it then screw them yeah right, right exactly we're allowed There's to talk mentality. bad about new york but when people yeah. outside of new york talk about bad about new york it's because it your child well when, yeah. when somebody <laughs> talks bad about new york i usually agree with everything they say <laughs> well but i don't to their face <laughs> even if they're talking well yeah no you're, yeah, right. you're right now what you're right now what <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah, you give him the whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember I worked in Midtown for a while, and I had some lady asked me one day, she's like, why do y'all do this in New York? I'm like, don't come. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to come here and complain about it. Like, I don't go to places and be like, you know, I was like, well, you came. You know, people are still coming here. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, and when we, when we started the podcast, we wanted to tell the stories of the people that were working on the street. I want people that aren't from New York, have never been here, mm. have never gotten up. I want them to hear that it's happening every single day and here are the people that are doing it and yes sometimes it's a little scary and sometimes you get in trouble yeah. but you know what those are the risks that you take for this platform yep. and uh you know it's it's important to paint the negative as well as the positive so everything whoever's listening <laughs> everything you've ever heard bad about new york city is dead dead correct yeah it's probably the story you just you gotta, you gotta hustle around it Everything wonderful you've it's heard is true too, because there are places where the streets are painted gold. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to live there. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to live there. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like it's it's yeah, one of those I had things someone that's cliche, for, but it's like, well, it is true. Yeah. You know? I had someone this morning ask me for a restaurant recommendation for Midtown. I'm like, I wouldn't even begin to know how to tell yeah. you. I know. Listen, in New York, when it comes to uh, art and culture and real estate, wait, did somebody say real estate? Are you oh. looking to buy or sell or rent a home in Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Queens? If so, you need to contact Mike Schulte. Not only a huge supporter of the arts, especially graffiti and street art, but he's also a born and raised New Yorker with an unparalleled understanding of local real estate. Over a decade in the business, he's been able to forge an acute understanding of the ins and the outs of the market. He runs a team of 10 amazing agents that can help rent an apartment in Sunset Park, purchase a building in Astoria, or sell your condo in Manhattan. His team is there for you from start to finish and beyond. Mike's team is made up of normal, everyday New Yorkers, not soulless salesmen in suits. Find him everywhere on social at Mike Schulte, S-C-H-U-L-T-E-N-Y-C. So you said you live in Bed-Stuy, huh? I do. Mm-hmm. How's that going for you? I actually love it the best out of any neighborhood that I've ever lived in New York. Why? I, mean, I lived in Carroll Gardens for a while. That was by chance, but um, because it reminds me of home, to tell you the truth. Like, I thought that when I lived in Astoria, because it was before Astoria was, well, maybe on the cusp of when it was starting to boom, and I kind of liked Queens because, like, I didn't always have to see the buildings in the city, you know? And I kind of like bedside because that, because it's a lot of buildings, but it does feel more comfortable to me. In New, like it feels like home in New Orleans, like in New East, you're just walking down the street and like you see there's families, they all know you, you know them. I don't get that a lot. There's a lot of shrugging off of people in other neighborhoods that I noticed than in my neighborhood, and I've only lived there a year so far. Yeah. 
So antenna like gives it. a thumbs up to bed I do. I do. I recommend it highly. Now, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend bed highly. <laughs> so before we let you go, uh, I want mm-hmm. to shout out some of the people that we know in common, some of the TCF homies. For sure, definitely. Pike and Buddha yeah, and Ritanics. Smoke and Ritanic yeah, and Smoke. Everybody. Take forever to go through. That's, yeah. how, uh, that's how I met. How uh, many cities? Uh, oh, it's all over the world. It's, no, we're, world, like we're worldwide. I think. Worldwide, so how many cities it's, around it's the world? It's a little over 100 people now. Wow. about this. Yeah, 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 it's around approaching that. And um, I'll tell you, there's, Audrey, there's, there's, there's a Discord chat for the crew that everybody goes on. You have to see how critical people are <laughs> when somebody <laughs> says, when somebody says, oh, there's, there's how about this guy? I stopped we, he, going he, on this there. guy wants, you, you stopped going on there? Oh, it's it's rough. Yeah. 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 It was you don't want to hear what they say about you, right? Yeah, that's it. Well, because then I didn't go for a while. I'm like, oh, God, it's Maybe now. It's, it's like, like, yo, this, this is the homie from Dallas. He wants to be down. Fuck and like six guys go, nah. And that's, that's just about it. And you know, and just to speak on it very briefly, like, you know, when Mechanics was like, when he told me about that, I was like, man, I said, I, I feel it's such a weight. It's so heavy. Thank you. You know? And when I went out to LA and talked to like uh, Hugh Brisman, another one yep, definitely Hugh, mentioned. What's up? And man, he schooled me on TCF and he made me have like such a great respect for it. I'm like, man, you know what? I don't do enough work as far as like pointing it out so i need to start in my pace or something just more incorporate and saying man i'm proud of this you know, you know i'm proud put of this, those you know? initials on your train exactly yeah exactly in some kind of way start incorporating more because i'm proud of this shit you know I, I you come to new york and like well i'm gonna get this great job no i got asked to be a fucking in this awesome crew with these great artists you know doing things that i like doing too guys crushing it every day Thanks, legal man. illegal everything man yeah yeah thank you yep yeah all right, brother. Thank you for coming in today. That was a great chat. I look forward to seeing you up as always. For sure. Before we let you go, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Well, um, I'm still lucky enough to hold just the Antenna single name on Instagram. So there um, on Facebook, I think you have to put Army of Antenna. Um, I know Tumblr, I'm on there. I don't keep up with all of them. And um, Twitter's Army Antenna, but uh, I don't really post it. Instagram is probably the best way to go because it's easiest. One word. You're like Rihanna. Yeah, of course. Or share. Yeah, of course. Any other final questions for the homie before we let him go? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, we just wanted to know about collabs, and I think you did one with Raddington Falls. Oh. Would you like to work with him again or anyone else in particular? Yeah, yeah. You know, when I started doing it uh, collab-wise, I was like, man, I'm open to anybody. But then I started thinking, like, you know, I, 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 I want to do what I like because I want to keep it exclusive. Mm-hmm. He was definitely one that I saw uh, Raddington Falls, and I was like, that stands out to me. That's something I noticed. I shot him the idea. He was so quoted. He's one of the best guys. I love him. Um, yeah, he was quoted. Well, I want to do another one with him. Um, I just talked to Big Ronnie about doing something, and I want to go throw up in New I'm, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, I think that's going to be dope. I yeah. really think it's going to be cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm working with one on Riles and TCF. Yeah, so just to throw it out. Yeah, some up? things What's, are happening. What's up, Riles? That's right. It's just too many people. I know. It's Shout like they, I'm going to think of when I leave. I'm like, oh, shit. Yep. I should have said this person. Dirk Cobain. <laughs> yeah, all the Dirk. Oh, God. Yeah, he with the spraying. He's like. His thing is different than mine because I'm a nervous wreck. And he's like, I just walk up to the gate and start doing it. I'm like, that's what I need to when do. When you here. have a dirty style, it doesn't have to look good. Exactly. Dirty style it. looks good. Exactly. His shit is just. I need to, I need that to seep clean. into my it's, pores. No, he's very clean. He's but so it, clean. Oh, yeah. He's so sharp it's and clean. Hard you to can do. say dirty it's style, impressive. but his stuff is clean as it's fuck. It's hard to do loose, yeah. tight. And he does. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he has a style. And I love anybody that like I could see it from a mile away and be like, I think that's a dirt. That's right. Yeah. All right, brother. We are sold out with Antenna. Deal. Have a good one.